was, and it told me that a power couple is a term used to describe a romantic partnership or marriage between two individuals who are both successful and influential in their respective fields. They're often recognized for their achievements and their status, and they use their combined talents and resources to achieve even greater success together. They are typically driven, ambitious, and work very hard to balance their personal and professional lives while also supporting each other's goals and aspirations. You're listening to Feel Free to Deviate, the podcast about people, their careers, and their relationships with success. My name is Jim Turbert, and I'm the host. Episode 46 of Feel Free to Deviate features architectural power couple Valentina Fantini and Giulio Margheri. Both of them work for Dutch architecture firms and have their own career trajectories. Our conversation touches on the dynamic of being a power couple. They share their experience of how they ended up working for their current firms and how their relationship evolved with their careers over the years. The conversation provides insight into the world of architecture and what it's like to work for well-known firms like MVR Deve and OMA without sacrificing personal relationships. We also have a fun little chat about architects and buildings near the end, so make sure you listen to the whole thing. Please get comfortable or settle into whatever you're doing. This is my conversation with Valentina and Julio. This this is the this is the first time I've had a couple. Okay. On on, on the show. And I, the whole idea was that I wanted to have power couples. And I know that whenever I say that, people are like, oh, they feel a little bit uncomfortable about being referred to as a power couple. And I don't even know if that's what you are or what the actual definition of power couple are. But you both work in the same industry and you are you work for fancy firms and you're young and ambitious where you seem to I mean, that's my perception, at least. <laughs> My perception is that you are young and ambitious. What I normally do is I ask people to introduce themselves in the beginning. So maybe you could do that now. So hi, I'm Valentina Santini. I am 35. I'm Italian. Born and raised in Florence, studied architecture in Florence, then moved abroad in different places. One of the main parts of my career was in England where I studied also um, a postgrad, where I became architect there. And it was quite important step. And then I moved to the Netherlands with Julio. I moved to be with him and invest a little bit more in design because I felt that the management part that I did in England was becoming a little bit maybe too much. And I needed a little bit more the creative side of architecture. And this is one of the best places to be in that sense. Solid. That's a solid. That's a solid introduction. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot the name of the parents. <laughs> Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Fantini. <laughs> no, that's a good introduction. But like when when you're out and about, you say you're at a party, and someone says, "What do you do for a living?" I, I assume this is pretty cut and dry with both of you, because this there's a simple answer that just covers it, and you can just say, "Well, we are architect." There you go. Yeah, we do architecture. What about what about you? <laughs> I also say that I'm an architect. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm Julio. I'm the other part of the couple here. I'm not sure if you really reflect in that definition of power couple, uh, but it's yeah, I think it's fun to hear at least. <laughs> but just 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 own it. Just yeah, to, just I think there it. are other strengths than in that in that definition maybe of the couple, but but yeah, I'm also I'm graduated in architecture. I've been 
yeah, traveling and living around mostly related to work or to study architecture or to do experience around architecture or the kind of industry. And then I live in Rotterdam since 2015. Uh, so it's a while now. When I lived in, in Boston, I worked at a school called Wellesley and it's a fancy school and lots of fancy people go there and they have a, they have a nice, a good art and architecture department. While I was at Wellesley, I supported the art history department. So I was in lectures constantly. So I learned a little bit more about architecture and contemporary architecture. And I had to do AV support for visiting artists, many of whom were architects. So I learned a little bit about this stuff. And I know that both of you guys work for pretty fancy architects. <laughs> and Rotterdam is, a, is an architectural hub. Yeah. For lots of reasons. And I assume that that's why you came here or. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's, it's quite fun because we traveled together here years ago before moving to the Netherlands. We were traveling with friends. We had a camper caravan and we were kind of uh, moving. We slept in, in Blyderp in around the campsite in, in Blyderp. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, moving around the Dutch cities. And of course we came here mostly to sort of look around for weird architecture and kind of get to see what was happening and then get to see a lot of the buildings that maybe we had studied in school and we were curious to see. I think we we're like in our third year at uni or fourth. And then um, and then we kind of, I mean, it was a shitty weather. We had all to buy kind of new jackets because we were, of course, like unequipped and right. whatever. But still, there was a certain fascination with the idea. It would be cool to live in the Netherlands at some point. And we were and, saying um, it would be cool to live in Rotterdam because we had this ideas of being a big city and be of a metropoly and mm -hmm. it was the only one we'd seen in the whole trip which it was a little bit out of the maybe the dutch schemes in that sense but also having a little bit of that as well mm -hmm. so i think we were very fascinated and when we graduated we we tried i mean we tried we applied here but i mean i i, I applied and it didn't did not work out to be honest because it was 2012 mm -hmm. i think there was a bit of a maybe a be of a crisis and in oh. our in our profession now it's changed a little bit but it well you would work for free and you would apply offering your service especially coming from Italy maybe not the most appealing country knowing that people do did not get paid for their work right. in that sense so at that time did not work out so we moved abroad but in different locations and Giulio yeah Giulio went his own way more uh explorative of the east and uh and russia oh yeah yeah because after graduation i mean yeah uh, there was this kind of idea but there was before of the netherlands but then we ended up then moving here after various detours yeah. and without yeah without that specific plan in mind i think it was kind of an idea and we just we, we thought it back then and then we started doing something else. But then after my graduation, I won a scholarship, like, yeah, sort of, uh, in this institute in Moscow, uh, mm. which is called Strelka. It's an institute for architecture, media, and design. So you get sort of hired because they they support you economically. Sure. And, but on the other hand, it's a sort of a postgraduate uh, kind of a year. And then, yeah, so then after uni, then I end up going there and I started doing something else. And then you, and we were already together, of course. And then you, at that time, 
you went to UK, no? Yeah, I was uh, I was in England when you were in Russia. Well, you we almost left Italy at the same time. So he left to Russia in January, and maybe February I went to England. Then we met. You were there for one year, and the Strelka program at that time, yeah, ten months. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, and then we moved around, then we did other stuff, and then because of other work that I was doing, then I got in contact with the, the, the environment of OMA, and then I got, yeah, I got pretty much hired before coming here. So when I came to the Netherlands, there was, yeah, it was already with a, with a, with the goal of kind of working in the office. So let's say we never really ended up being here looking for something to do. It just happened that when I arrived, uh, while I was living in the UK, but then I started working at OMA. Did they know who you were because of this connection with the Russian place? No, no, no. I mean, well, when I was in, in Moscow, I worked on different projects. And then among the projects that I work, I kind of started collaborating with the uh, with a German kind of film director and kind of a cultural advisor. And then we did some projects together. One more, among the projects that we collaborated together, uh, one of the projects was inside the uh, Venice Biennale. Ah. And then because I was the only Italian in the team, then I I got to stay in Venice for pretty much a month for the installation, kind of for the supervision and everything. And then was 2014, and then was the year when OMA was creating the Venice Biennale. Oh, so oh okay. I didn't I, realize that, that was a thing. I was there just as a... Yeah, just the collaborating with a different party, but the overarching kind of structure was kind of a lot of uh, OMA people. And that's where I got to know uh, some of the person that then a few months after became my colleagues. Networking. Networking. At the at the Biennale. Yes, I, it was very sweet. I had, yeah. my, I had my interview in Venice in a bar. Uh, <laughs> Super <yeah>. cool. <laughs> no, the thing is, they say it, no? And yeah. then the opening day, people go mainly for that reason. Like, well, I don't know. Some, doing something would happen, but it does not happen that easily, to be honest. Unless you unless there. you're him. <laughs> no, unless you, I mean, he was there for for a thing that it was going right. well. I mean, you know, and you have something to talk about, and mm -hmm. it's a different situation. It's not sure. like you go to Biennale, the opening, then by accident <laughs> you, you get an interview. Bump into <laughs> no, it doesn't really happen company. like that. I mean, I just I, I know only Julio actually that happened. Well, to be it was kind of very informal there. and very easy going, and then um, yeah, and then from there. Yeah, there was the plan that when the Biennale would have finished and I would have finished the the project that I was working on, then I would have come to the Netherlands. And you had 15 days with me in, in Birmingham. And because he said, yeah, I'm going to come and visit you. At the end, he was just looking for a place to stay for a little <laughs> oh, longer. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he stayed with me and he was like, and was like, oh, cool, cool. So maybe you're planning to move here. We just live a little bit longer in the UK. And he's like, yeah well you know <laughs> i got this opportunity it's like okay great so yeah and then he moved but i stayed in england a little bit longer he was two months a month not 15 days i think but yeah yeah <clears throat> see even longer bumping <laughs> the house <laughs> that's one of the things that i'm interested in this whole power couple dynamic is that you both have solid careers and it's nice that they sort of har harmoniously blend into this place in time like yeah. in Rotterdam. Before we get into that, how, how did you end up working for MVRDV? I moved here. So he moved first and I moved here. And I was looking for to get an opportunity in one of these big firms because that's what I, I never done before. Yeah. And I wanted to see how this how design would work in this firm. And they work internationally. So 
I was very interested in this. There's not only MVDV, of course, there's many others that they work in different countries and they're based here. So I applied and I did not get a job initially. And I worked for another company, which it was a very good experience for me. Mm-hmm. And it's in Rotterdam. Very small, actually, the opposite of what I initially... Which one is that? City Foster is called. And he's with um, a German director and, and his name is Martin Sobota. And uh, it's a small firm, but it gave me the opportunity to be, well, project leader mm-hmm. of big projects in Albania. Ah, okay, nice. Um, and Albania as a Mediterranean country has a lot of similarity with, uh, with Italy somehow. And mm-hmm. then I was very organized coming from England. And I mean, I spent two years and it was very good. And at that time, well, politics kind of kicks in because Edirama is it's still the president of Albania and he's the one who's kind of creating this network of big architect designing for him. And uh, Winnie Mas is one of them. So uh. also MVDV had projects in Albania and knowing people in the network of architect in Rotterdam, I right. said, guys, I'm very experienced now. I'm quite good. <laughs> I can do projects in Albania for you. And I know that you have this beautiful project, which is now in construction. And I really, really would love to work for you and do this. So my friend put put my portfolio through and I got an interview. Excellent. But I I never done any Albanian project. That's also the other side of it. (laughs) (laughs) Since I joined MVDV, yeah, I think I barely worked on a few drawings for Albanian project. That was it. So what are, you, what are you working on generally over there? I was involved for a very long uh, time in Asian projects. Then I moved to more the Dutch scene and I've done some well, kind of big size projects in, uh, in the Netherlands, uh, different stages. And now I'm again in Asia. I'm doing projects in Taiwan at the moment. Mm-hmm. Some acquisitions and trying to get something in the, the UK market also because of my experience. So, yeah, a bit of everything. It, I, I'm not, Julio will tell his story, but I'm not that focused in that sense. Mm-hmm. I do a certain scale and whatever it happens to be, I'm involved and that's okay. Asia, I've worked on it for quite some time now, I would say. And uh, I'm hoping for UK because I have quite a strong expertise in that. That's very cool. I just think it's great that you are focused on these types of careers and you go out and get them. Like, And I, I don't know that my listeners... I, I know that some of them know what OMA is, and I know that some of them know what MFRDV is, and some of them are familiar with Rotterdam and what it, what architecture means to Rotterdam. But OMA is probably the the most well known architecture firm in the world. Perhaps I feel like half the cities in America probably have a library built by by OMA, and MFRDV makes these wonderfully. It's it's a different vibe. It's a distinctly different vibe, but they have a huge number of projects and they're incredibly fun. And, uh, like just in Rotterdam alone, we have these two landmark buildings that are, that are rem- they're remarkable. And whether you like them architecturally or not, they are tourist magnets and the same, I, I don't know, are, 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 is like the Rotterdam or the city hall, is that a tourist? It's not really a tourist magnet, but they're really great buildings, you know, like, these are premier architecture firms and, and you get to work for them and be around this stuff. All the projects seem like they're pretty great. Like when you go to work, does it just feel like I'm just going to work or are you like, oh, I'm working on this cool thing? Um, well, I can answer that. OMA stands for uh, Office for Metropolitan Architecture and it's an office founded by Rem Collas and a few other architects mm-hmm. uh, back in the days. 
It's been founded since the beginning in in Rotterdam, so it's uh, it's a Dutch firm, and then in time it kind of grew and became uh, an international firm that operates uh, globally. So there is now the headquarters is here in Rotterdam. Now it's a partnership. There are like more partners, but the majority of them sit in the headquarters in Rotterdam. But then there is where there is about two hundred architects, mm. um, or yeah, or two hundred person. Uh, and then there is another office in New York, and then there is also another office in Hong Kong, and then there is a lot of small, let's say, satellite office that are mostly related to projects. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, the office is well known for kind of big architectural project like CCTV Tower in China, or the Seattle Library uh, that you were mentioning yeah. in Seattle. I think that's the only library that there is in the Is American it really? That, that's the only one that I've actually been in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's awesome. I don't think there are so many around, but okay. yes. No, but they build, he, like, yeah, yeah. He, builds, he builds everywhere. They build yeah, yeah. everywhere. There is the kind of, uh, yeah, that's right. When it became global, I think they kind of start operating everywhere. And then and then later in time, OMA also kind of founded this other entity that is called AMO, which is kind of the mirror image of uh, of OMA, which it doesn't really stand for anything. It's just the mirror uh, yeah. image of that. And is it an entity that kind of allowed the office to sort of work on projects which are not strictly architectural, but they are tangent to architecture. Okay. So like more branding, but also temporary installations, uh, publications, videos, uh, books. Um, so it's kind of quite diverse. So it really became also, uh, it goes often kind of described as the think tank of the office, but it's really an entity that allowed to do more things also within an architectural infrastructure of an office. Do you have a, an introduction for MVRDV? Yeah. <laughs> so the um, well, MVRDV, the acronym stand, it's the surname of the founding partner, which are three, Vini Mas, Nathalie De Vries and Jacob Van Rijs. N- Nathalie and Jacob, they are actually a couple. So a they, pow- would you say that they're a power couple? They are a, a power couple. <laughs> Pretty cool people, I must say. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they opened in the 90s, I think 93, a very Dutch firm. They worked on several very interesting buildings over the world, but I think initially they were very popular for a series of, of, of building done in the Netherlands actually during the crisis because they were really cutting edge on design mm-hmm. and having these bold ideas, a, three young architects, pretty smart working. They worked before in different firms, including OMA. And then um, after, I think, in the last 10 years, 15 years, the office really boomed. 300 employees, office in Rotterdam, Berlin, New York, Paris and Shanghai and working in all of these places. And uh, I think France and, and Germany, they are, we, we actually lead architects and principal architects. So they sign projects and they speak the language. And right, it's right, quite, right. Uh, it's localized. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes, as you said, bold design, cutting edge, tourist magnet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well it's, well, it's fun. I feel like that most of their stuff, I mean, at least the stuff that they put on the on the posters <laughs> they yeah. make books about is fun. I'm sure that they probably do boring stuff too. Just, you know, they cause... try not to. I must say that growing so much as an office for three architects, it's been for them, I think it's still an experience that they're trying to embrace and figure out the way and how, what, what they want to be when they grow up. I think that's also a little bit of the stage of the office compared to maybe OMA, which is a little bit more established in that sense. Mm-hmm. But yes, pretty challenging architecture in that sense. 
Yeah. As you said, not all the projects, but I think they're really pushing the edges <laughs> and trying very hard in the office. Yeah. Is it exciting to go there? I mean, it's like I I mean, it seems like it would be pretty cool to know that you're working on like cool stuff. It is is exciting to work there, but not every day, I must say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a job. <laughs> yeah. Um it depends. It it really depends, but it it is exciting. I mean, you sometimes you get to work on projects. I mean, in the five years I've been there, I got to work on projects that I would never imagine. And I think it was a fantastic opportunity right. in that sense. But you have days that is like, oh, wow, this, I really don't believe in it. Because you also have to believe in the effort that they, that they ask you and right. the pressure you have on. You really have to want to do it. It's not, it's not a place where you can just go and sit eight hours and, you know, it's fine, whatever. And then you people leave. do. So I think you <laughs> it's can very hard in that sense. You've been asked to do a little bit more. I mean, Julio, Julio does a lot more. <laughs> Don't speak about me. <laughs> I mean, you, keep, you said that he does more. That's sort of my point about the what do you tell people that you do when you introduce yourself at a party? You say you're an architect, but it's a super generalized term, architect. Yes, you work in architecture. I mean, there are architects who solely build schools. There are architects who just make Burger Kings. And, you know, he has a specialty and you have a specialty. Maybe you're at a different spot, but there, there are lots of links in the chain along the way. So I'm getting the impression that you have some sort of a goal, mm-hmm. that you're, tr- you're striving for something. And you defer to him as if he's already reached his goal. (laughs) And and I understand that because I know, I mean, I already know what you guys do. And I think that the general public would say that he has a glamorous job. You know what I mean? And we'll get to that. But, (laughs) but, but yeah. So, so what, what is your current role and do you have a a goal in mind? Well, mm, this is a complicated question. (laughs) <laughs> what my role at the moment in the office is uh, leading these projects, of course, in terms of goal in the office is to become more and more independent and have more responsibility all right. the time on the projects. Because, I, of course, I follow and I match MVADV uh, ideas in many points, but in others, I also want to bring my own. So in that sense, it's nice when you start leading your own projects and you grow up within the office leading in the way you want to. Yeah. So I think that's general goal in the office. But then, of course, you also have to go with a little bit the hierarchy, mm-hmm. the step, and mm. the structure, because it, it is a super structured office. I can imagine. So, yeah. But also, it's hard for me to bring this up, but as a woman working in architecture, I would imagine that it's extra, <laughs> extra hard. It's super I, challenging. I you. Now you're opening now up. Now you're opening up. It is. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. One time, one of Marlene's old bosses actually said to her, it's a man's world. It is. And it is a man's world. It so is a like, man's what, world. Like, do, you, do you constantly feel like you're just yeah. kicking against the pricks, as it were? You have to fight hard. This. I mean, I, I, I totally agree with this. It is a man's world. And it's, um, yeah, it's very hard. You, you wouldn't you have to prove much more your answer is never good enough yeah but that's in general i mean it's in design whether you talk about construction site and expertise on construction site which i disagree but i can associate with a little bit of a man job uh-huh. okay i disagree as i said but okay let's give that at least <laughs> but in design i mean it's it's a fight it's a constant fight right and it's um 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, today we, we had this conversation when we were biking uh, home. So we met a very interesting character and we had the chit chat. And actually, I was the one initiating the conversation because I'm, I'm spontaneously sociable <laughs> person. <laughs> so I said, well, what you're doing is very cool. And I, I, well, I showed appreciation. But then after a while and we discussed our job, what we do, our field. The guy was completely focused on Giulio. I mean, it's part yeah. of the generation, which is just beliefs in uh, men and architecture. And I mean, uh, right. I wasn't I wasn't that interesting for him. And it doesn't matter what I say and where I work. It's just that's what it is. And so we discussed it and, and we have this talk quite openly. And when Giulio knows about it. And when we have also people come into our house to do some little work, mm-hmm. they have to listen to me. Right. So if I don't see them listening to me, They're out because uh-huh. I know they would listen to Julio right. if there's any issues. But Julio doesn't know things. So. No, but no, <laughs> but Julio also. knows. But it's it's <laughs> emergency plan, right? It's like I know that I ca- he can raise his voice and we're gonna get it done. But let's start first with me, right? Listening to me calmly and get it done. And then if it doesn't work, I know where to go. But I don't like that. Yeah. I hear you. We have it because we're dealing with our bathroom right now. And like <laughs> the guys are all talking to me. I'm like, first of all, Marlene drew the plans. <laughs> she she knows the stuff. Aesthetically, she has a she has a vision. I just want the toilet to work. You know, I mean, it's not that I don't care, but I, I, I defer to her wisdom in this regard. Yeah, I'm not bathroom guy. I'm not design guy. I'm not construction yeah, when, guy. When we were also doing the renovation upstairs and we had this kind of a team of uh, guys working. Yeah. I mean, I'm the one that doesn't speak a word of Dutch and right. I mean, he would still kind of talk to me. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, yeah. Vale, what did he say? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should do that way. <laughs> so I think it was kind of, yeah, I think she, she was getting very frustrated and annoyed. But uh, I think that's, uh, yeah, the perception was that if he had to ask kind of a uh, tough questions he should ask me even if I wasn't clearly understanding what he was asking me which I find I find it sort of humorous I mean I understand that historically that's kind of like whatever but yeah I think that's your approach with humor is I mean I was telling her like don't get frustrated come on like I don't care I mean like who cares I think it's easy no for sure I for, understand if you, if you don't experience that on the, I on completely, the day, day I think it's I easy completely to say understand, you know and, but, and I, 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 but I can imagine that in some contexts then it's particularly annoying, especially work. Like in yeah. this condition, like at home, it was just like hilarious. That I mean, like he's asking stuff to me that I have no clue what he's asking. Like I didn't draw this stuff. Like I have no idea. Like uh, I could have done it, but I didn't. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Right. And then ultimately, I don't speak the same language. So there was also kind of a layer also of funny. complexity. Yeah. That is also funny. But you were asking, how do we introduce ourselves? Yeah. What's your title, for instance, whether that matters or not? I'm associate architect okay. uh, in the office. So, but it doesn't really matter. I, the majority of the stuff that I do in the office, they are more, when I introduce myself, at least I said that I work a lot with ephemeral architecture, meaning that a lot of temporary stuff. So I work in exhibition design. So like set up for exhibitions, mm-hmm. uh, quite a lot of interior design, mostly for retail, uh, sometimes kind of small thing, but sometimes also larger. Right. Um, with a lot of more uh, temporary installations for fair or kind of, uh, yeah, design week uh, kind of installations, oh, okay. but yeah, also, yeah. Um, I don't know, set up for fashion shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of temporary things, but I get to do also a lot of things that they're very tangent to architecture. So we work with videos, we work with... Uh, Yeah, publications, we do right. books. And, and don't, don't you work with the Prada store? 
not necessary. No, I we I work with Prada for many years, but then for example, we work on for them like we do the set design for the fashion shows. Mm-hmm. And then the, that's a bit of a kind of a recurrent kind of project, which is also very unusual for an for an architectural office as a project, because normally you do these things and break them down and then do them again. And... Yeah, also kind of, but normally, I mean, there is very, there is a set of big differences, but it's also quite different to have a recurrent project, like something that you do every, I don't know, three, six months, and it's, uh, let's say, a similar task, but then very different all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that then is going on. I mean, it's a collaboration that OMA started in to work on the setup for the shows in 2006. So it's kind of a quite a unique kind of um, amount of project and kind of repetition of sure. the same project to some extent. But then, yeah, so that's the difference. And then the other difference is speed because we work on this project like in a completely different speed and a completely different um yeah, kind of parameters that you normally would have on a, yeah when you design a building or you design a master plan. Well, it sounds pretty fancy. Um, the big question on the on the show is, I'm going to try to just get it out of the way. Do you feel successful? Do you feel that success is project based or is it like an overarching thing because you have a system of goals that you are or aren't reaching or anyway I'm stuff like so, that i'm not so structured in my thinking and in kind of the, the set of things i do i don't see necessarily kind of successful uh, like as a career but i think it's quite i'm very happy with what i'm doing it's quite fun and i work on stuff that i that i enjoy and that's also because I think as an ambition of would definitely kind of try to test myself a bit more out of a big office, which is kind of very fun and kind of have make you have very big shoulders because like you have like big clients, you have kind of a big infrastructure that allowed you and help you to do many things that normally when you're like a smaller firm, kind of a bit more uh, poor and less renewed name, then of course you have to face way, way more difficulties and way more things. Mm-hmm. So that, of course, would be something that it's triggering and also to test all the things that I've been doing this year to see how actually you could really do it yourself and then how you can also test yourself out of that context. And I think that would be very nice. But on the other hand, it's been quite fun and and there's, there was a constant growth in this year, meaning that uh, kind of working with different clients, uh, getting more responsibilities, getting more people working with me. So this has been kind of constantly kind of growing and constantly fun. Mm-hmm. And and that also was kind of was super interesting for me to stay in the office and to sort of um, right yeah be in the office and and it's still kind of exciting. We normally have very long days. I kind of there is kind of on my side at least a quite a high commitment to my and work dedication. and dedication to whatever Passion I do. Also, because I think that's what the drive it's yeah. in this case. Huh? This yeah, all yeah. sounds like this all sounds like success to me. I, in that you are doing these things you know you're passionate about yeah it. Like, no exactly but then i always say that there is also i work also with such a level of dedication passion and kind of um commitment that the moment that i don't enjoy i would definitely do something else right because mm-hmm. it's not something that i do um I, I fulfill my time and go to work because i have to go to work i really yeah. go to work not that because every day is fantastic but in general <laughs> i kind of uh, i enjoy it and it's kind of a dynamic i enjoy that i jump to one day do something, another day do something yeah. else, two hours of it do something else. 
a lot of traveling because also these projects are global, so you're constantly around. Sure. You meet people, you work with different people. So I think there is a lot of different sides of the of the job that I really enjoyed. But then I always say to myself, like, okay, the moment I enjoy, I would also be able to do what I'm doing because that would be kind of too frustrating and too heavy, probably, mm-hmm. to sort of uh, to do it any in that way. All right. I'm going to say that sounds like success to me. I like this whole uh, networking and learning thing and enjoying what you're doing. I think it's fantastic. But. <laughs> no, no, okay. no, no but, no but. I, I think that you would be surprised if you did go out on your own. I mean, I think it would be d- difficult at first, but I think that you would catch on and it would be amazing. Yeah. How, how about you? I'm getting the vibe that you have more of a development mentality mm-hmm. at the moment. Are you, are you happy with what's going on? Yeah, but I mean, when, when Julia was responding, I, asked, I was asking myself, how do you measure success, right? Because yeah. that's a little bit the question I would... Sure. There's many things you can touch upon. I mean, it's, is it success to work with, for MVIDV? And that's it. If that's that's how it's defined, then I don't sure. think I'm successful yet. Because mm-hmm. in that's well, I've been successful achieving and getting this job, sure. but I think there's much more to it. Yeah, within the firm, but actually, I mean, I get along a little bit with what Julio is saying. By yourself, can I be successful without being MVDV? Can I just engage in a conversation, describe what I do in few words without saying just? I'm an architect. I work in VDV and still describe me successful, describe mm-hmm. myself successful. I think that's what I'm maybe curious about at mm-hmm. this stage. And then is successful money. I mean, that's there's there's many yeah, things that you you touch upon. And I think in the profession we do, it's definitely not money. Mm-hmm. Of course, you you also want to gain for yes. what you do. Well, most of us do. Yeah, well, because <laughs> you need it. I mean, it's very important. But indeed, pursuing your passion, enjoying what you do. Uh, keep having the chance to challenge yourself. Yeah. That's what defines more successful in what we do than just earning money for yourself or just working or getting a job in a super cool firm, which mm-hmm. is, of course, a big step yeah. and is part of it. I mean, at least in, in, in my case, there must be more. There has to be more. I think that's true in general, right? Like it's Like when you're in school, you apply to get into a program, and like that, you get into the program, that's success. Yeah. But, but then but what, what next? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the thing. You can't just be like, yep, I did it. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems it's almost like it's, it's a short time yeah. frame. I mean, success you achieve, but it's, it's over by the end of the day. Exactly. In, in that sense, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a development. I think you, I, like the, I like that you interpret what I said so far, saying that you are in a development. Yeah. I mean, I really see it that way as well. I think there is a definitely a fascination on kind of going to work yeah. where you've been studying. I mean, I did an exam about OMA even without yeah, thinking that at some point I would ever work at OMA. Mm-hmm. And I think also working for these big firms, what is nice, I think, is like also you compare it with maybe some of our friends, which maybe didn't get that chance, which they're still very successful in what mm-hmm. they do and they achieve but a lot. But maybe they were, or not maybe, they were not even looking for that chance in some cases. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were just simply happy to do other stuff. Yeah, indeed. But in our case, let's say we, we got this job and then you see a lot of things happening. You see a lot of um, strong designer with strong ideas emerging and, and proving themselves. And that's yeah. the moment and you're like, oh, actually, that's, that's what I want to do. And then you see the development after achieving the job. I mean, then that's the moment and you, it, it triggers a lot 
more appetite than just getting the job. That's, I think, one of the biggest, one, one of the nicest thing of being in these offices that you meet people, you see ideas, you see clients, you see opportunities, right. and you're like, wow, I want to seek that myself. And that's, uh, I think that's, that's a very nice part of being in this environment. It's a bit of a port office in a way, because there are people coming and going. And then the people, they stay for quite a short amount of time. There are people that ended up a bit longer. But then it, it's quite nice that you also get to see people that maybe you've met like 10 years ago in some mm. workshop yeah, and yeah, some I activities. And then they come back because it, and maybe if they're not exactly in your office, they're in another office in the city. So in that sense, uh -huh. it's, um, it's quite a dynamic environment and it became pretty, become really a, like a spot where people at some point pass by if you're in the architectural field. And I think it's it should be... As such, I think you should have this kind of job and keep it as such, like as a dynamic job where you meet people and have ideas mm -hmm. and they're still inspiring. The moment that they're not anymore, you shouldn't be there any anymore because you're not giving the best and it's not you're not gaining the best. Right. So. Could you work together? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we learned it recently. <laughs> well. But we would not. Well, maybe some projects. I'm very scared, could. but yeah. When you say we learned recently, are you talking about <laughs> the renovations on your house? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. yes, 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 indeed. Yeah, we thought we would never work together, but actually we're not that bad. <laughs> no, okay. it's, it's good, it's good. I, th I think it could work. It's just that, yeah, we, we should not, I think. I, I'm, I'm just curious, where, where do your skills and, and strengths overlap? It's very clear. So that's why we became a power couple. That's kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, if you guys get to the point where you're just like, all right, we're done with the big the big firms. Like, we, you could just start a small thing and, and yeah. you know, it's like you're already half of a firm. <laughs> yeah. Get some interns and, and you're exactly. off. <laughs> yeah. We need a bigger house, though. But yeah. <laughs> But is that something that you've ever thought about or talked about? No. Well, not seriously. Hmm. Let's say we have, maybe we have, we do small projects and we, we do it together. Yeah. So that's, that's happening. And we hardly fight, I would say. I mean, a little bit, but not so much. I, I'm just like, I come from a family where my parents have a business together. <laughs> okay, okay. And then yeah, I think it's a, one of the successful of the disaster of the family. <laughs> so I think it's, a, I'm very skeptical about these kind of overlaps. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, indeed, we see that we could do things together and we're doing it. It's kind of, we have very different skills and we have very different interests on some things, but on the other, we're also very aligned on hmm. others. So in that sense, you see that they maybe could be some potentials but uh, but yeah it never really happened and it's never really beyond the table so that's mm. that's uh, more like on a on a passion side so let's say if if you dream about for well, some few weeks ago we were discussing okay what if you get this kind of big super cool warehouse and you have your own lab and we do yeah. our own furniture and blah, 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 and we start dreaming about it and of course it's a shared dream but it doesn't seem It doesn't sound like a job. <laughs> it right. doesn't sound like, like like work in that sense. It's more like we like to do things together and design together. And that's nice and it's working out. But if we think about a company and the complexity of a company, that's not... Uh, it hasn't been on the table yet. <laughs> no, no, no. It hasn't been on the table. Then you, you never know. Yeah, it seems, it seems like it would be a, it seems like it would be a, a good personality match. You seem to have this quality that... I have witnessed in other 
women in similar situations where and i'm sure that it's not entirely the case but you seem to have an ability to turn off the frustration with belligerent men that's the vibe that i'm getting at least okay. uh other people who i know closely are not so good at that and some are and i've talked with different people about it how they admire people who are able to just kind of go with that flow and either not manipulate the situation but sort of bring the situation in a way that coddles the male ego is now is this something that you think about coddling the male ego <laughs> coddling the male ego is a, mm, um nobody's true i mean it's it is true what you're saying that it's um that i'm not one of these feisty women which is like screaming like crazy and because things are not going right because i don't think i achieve much out of it I, well that's the other side of the thing like yeah. it, like if it was a guy who was just like no fuck no yeah, then it's like, no big deal but if it's a lady then it's bad yeah and so you can't be that but then you also know what needs to get done because you're a professional yeah. and, and you know what needs to be done but i also recognize the, the capacity and the skills within the men partner which is in our case let's say i totally respect and i admire what julia does uh -huh. and that's why certain things i'm very happy to be together i mean this sort of cliches which are very bad and sometimes well women cliche like okay you wear a ring you wear makeup i mean all of these tiny things that yeah. you you have to be careful about and sometimes in our field you're like well you have to get dressed up as a man or right 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 and right. then and but you do it and then you you frustrate yourself so much so i'm like okay if you want to do it do it because mm -hmm. that's that's the way you get your things if done that's you. <laughs> and anyway at some point it will be recognized that you've done a marvelous work whether mm -hmm. you were dressed up as a man or as a woman it yeah. doesn't matter anymore mm -hmm. i mean pick your battle That's a little bit my Pick your battle. That's a little bit my say and I'm happy to be when we do things together. Uh-huh. Or sometimes even if I go for let's say an opportunity or I mean I'm I'm saying a job interview is not a job interview maybe it's more like trying to get work or small projects for myself. I'm actually very happy and proud to go with him for instance because I know that he has a presence mm -hmm. and he would make me stronger as a woman but I don't feel embarrassed about it. Mm -hmm. because i pick my battle my battle is to get the project and to do it marvelously that's right. that's the thing and i don't dwell my i don't do inside myself with this thing so i think that's that's how i deal with the women in architecture situation <laughs> all right yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry if i'm harping on that or if it's obnoxious but also another side to that dynamic all right you guys obviously had in the beginning you had these tests to your relationship with being in england being in russia being here and then you coalesced here in rotterdam but so what happens if one of you gets a big opportunity that needs to take you someplace else now like there are lots of factors we prepared for this question <laughs> that's okay we prepared because it's been on the table a few times <laughs> that's, that's, okay has it has been on the table a few times but then we're still in rotterdam so. <laughs> right okay okay right so all right tell me a story <laughs> Julia, Julia. no i mean i think without getting specific about stories i mean i think i moved here and then we've been apart for quite some time even before i was moving here and then it was inevitably a moment to sort of okay what do we Grow do where, like <laughs> a a, like yeah okay let's i'm focused for a second about our careers or what we're doing and let's see but what how we can organize like more as a couple yeah 
And then there was this moment of, okay, at least, at least kind of, we should leave in the same place or how do we leave in the same place? Yeah. And so that kind of was part of the story. Then it was different conversation and different, well, maybe situations. I don't think I was ever very fascinated from the idea of the UK in general. Oh, okay. And, uh, and also I think here, especially for this kind of idea of architecture and vibe of architecture, it's, it's more, it's way more attractive and way more dynamic. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, Valle had to sort of move, um, yeah, leave part of the life, leave part of the career, like, uh, yeah, friends and, uh, and so on, which they're not, I mean, they still come here and we see them and, but of course it was kind of a big of a shift, which initially was kind of, um, lived with a certain frustration and mm. especially because of leaving behind some stuff, but also because of being the one that had that to has do. to give it up. That, yeah. Right, that, right, that right. And a bit of jealousy. I mean, you can add on all of these bad feelings. I mean, it's, I was leaving my life. I was leaving my friends. I was leaving money also. Mm -hmm. And I was coming here to a place which I that I loved with a person I technically loved. <laughs> Technically. No, but that's the thing. It was also a test for us. So right. it, 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 there was a lot of question mark. Oh, okay. He was in the place where he meant to be, you know, in this super cool Aimeitho. And I was yeah, yeah. like, what the fuck? What am I going to do now? <laughs> and it took some time, but I think it was a very wise decision, to be honest. Well, I mean, it seems to be working out. I mean, mm. like, but from my perception, my limit, I mean, I don't even really know you guys. I barely, barely know you guys. But I don't know if I, I didn't mention this yet. These guys live next to me. <laughs> <laughs> Two doors apart. Two doors apart. <laughs> Diagonally. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a wise decision. No, but of course, that's a, a question that raised. And then when in the years there were other kind of... Uh, Opportunity. Opportunities and discussions. Okay, shall we go to Asia? Like, right. Shall we go like hmm. somewhere else? And then Vale was a bit like, you know, <laughs> I just moved. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> yeah, but that was no, before. No, I mean, no was, to be I, honest, I, I, it's I, not true. I mean, it would be easy. I think it would be easy to sort of, if there is a nice opportunity and it kind of uh, arrives and we want to do something. I and, would feel uh, support, uh, fully uh, supported yeah. and I think he would do the same. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. And he's, it has happened. I mean, when he... When I moved to England, actually, I didn't know I would have moved to England. Didn't win anything yet. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. At that time, when I, he at that time he was applying for Moscow. So of course I was fully supporting the opportunity of him being sure. in Russia without. I mean, for sure without me because that was not in my plan. It was mm -hmm. not something that easy to achieve. It was not easy to move to Moscow. I mean, yeah, it's easy to move to UK. Well, now, not anymore. Not anymore, gee, unfortunately. <laughs> but Russia never was easy. Yeah. And I fully supported, and I think I would feel fully supported, support any of other opportunity. Mm -hmm. We had some, we had a, we had a situation which I, I did not support. I think I advised him in the right way and he was not in just in the interest of the couple i think it was in the interest of his career and i think i gave one of the best advice of my life all right <laughs> well that's fair that's very big of you. <laughs> i found interesting in the after the discussion of successful achieving mm -hmm. and you know being happy and passionate about what we do what were the pressure before when we were kids yeah, the, oh, the right, parental right, pressure right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that, that was, was a very yeah, was nice. we never thought i mean i never thought about it no because why because you were just driven on your own or like you just had an idea or 
Well, we did very normal schools in that sense. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, very normal schools. And um, my family, they're not into architecture no. at all. They're very inspiring people. Yeah. Life-wise, I must say. My mom, she studied statistics but and she works actually in a company and for a mm. long time. And my dad worked for the telephone company in Italy. Okay. He was successful mm-hmm. in his career. So within the company, he stepped up a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. A lot of pressure, but uh, not in the creative industry at all. And I don't know why and how I actually ended up in architecture at all. Like, well, Did you like go to the library and look at books about it or like did you just like buildings or like what was <laughs> just <laughs> no, happened yeah it just happened i was on my mom's side they all draw and they well mm. art, artsy people yeah but not by career and i was actually very attracted to animals so when i, I think the first job i dreamt about when i was a child it was to be a vet oh yeah that's nice but one. then i realized that i was so scared of blood but I realized it very early, so I stopped doing blood tests and anything related to doctors and medicine. And I said, well, that's really not my career. Good move. And since then, architecture. And we did also um, art lyceum. And even there, we chose architecture. So we chose architecture very early, hmm. now that I think about it. So when we were 11, already, we were kind of in, on the side of architecture. Yeah. And then university and if you you're going to do it, you got to keep doing it. But did you? What was your inspiration for starting with the whole architecture field? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I also I no one in my family is architect. Yeah. Uh, so that was also quite a new territory, also for mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, it's it's quite an artistic family. I could say everybody works in uh, art related fields. And strong craftsmanship. Yeah, a lot of craftsmanship, yes, true. But Did I you build stuff when you were a kid? Yes, yes, I mm. built stuff. I, I also, when I, I arrive in the office, because my parents, they have a kind of, they have an antique shop, mm. but I also have a lab where they restore uh, antiques. So, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of been always in a bit of a lab kind of craftsmanship kind of environment. And um, that was also fun because when I arrive in the office, which I was quite... Uh, <laughs> young and lost uh, <laughs> kid soul, soul. <laughs> uh, I didn't have much experience I have experience I had experience working in small Italian offices or kind of uh, had experience working abroad but never like in such a big office with so many people like such right. a massive project and everything so when I arrived I was like really really kind of a bit in shock of the whole things were happening around me. But then there is a fantastic model shop in the office ah, where we build models. I can imagine. It must be um, amazing, right? Yeah, it's a very beautiful place. <laughs> there is machines that I didn't know, but there were also a lot of machines that I was familiar with. Uh-huh. So there's, I spent quite some months kind of doing models and kind of uh, find my quiet uh, uh, spot uh, in the model shop in the nice. office. To sort of get acquainted with many other processes. Yeah, but going back, in there, there was not really an expectation or there was not really kind of, uh, yeah, a defined path. I think I decided to go to an art school, which was not the favorite option for my parents. But at the same time, they strongly advised me not to do it, but yeah, they didn't kind of... Whatever, uh, it's uh, your life, buddy. Yeah. yeah. But they were also very happy for me to do it. And... 
I think it was also the people around me, I think, in the, in in the Lyceum, then we were doing this uh, kind of architectural kind of classes and things. And then then after high school, then you have to decide in which you need to go. Yeah, I thought it was kind of a good in between. There was a lot of uh, artistic kind of subjects. And on the other hand, also some more technical. So I thought that regardless what I would do, it would kind of become a good, let's say, cultural kind of field and then that it kind of touched many different topics. Sure. So even without, I, I thought maybe it was a kind of a bit less specific mm. than others so that you don't really get a skill that you can do only one thing with that. But then it was quite a larger kind of a set of knowledge and then you could have applied this uh, on differently on on the future. Mm. And that in a way it's also what happened uh, if I projected practically to what I'm doing. Yeah, it's very broad, nice cultural general knowledge what we studied in Florence compares to many other university which they seem quite career driven right. and very specific like you sure. learn the skill that you need so that never happened to us you learn you learn a lot theoretically of many things that you could do you learn of course some basis right, and stuff right 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 but then the practical course, applications uh, of the whole practical dynamics and the whole practical things that you have to face i think is completely detached it's another, which is maybe it's, it's also it's valid for many other faculties and architect and schools yeah for us it was quite like okay the moment and you step in an office and there is kind of a right, lot of things happening completely different from you what need what to we basically did. re-educate yeah, yourself you start, you yeah, start and, again yeah Yeah. to get an, an, a different set of knowledge. Yeah. Right. And sometimes some of the stuff you do were helpful, sometimes some others less helpful. But but, but I kind of like that yeah, that it was broad. I don't really have a, a lot of other um specific work questions, but I do have a few questions. I don't know if you know this, but Americans, a lot of Americans tend to latch on to their their European ancestry and and strongly identify with it whether they have any idea what it means to be Italian or Irish or not. I happen to be both okay. ancestrally Irish and Italian, like many American mutts from the, the northeastern United States. As uh, someone who, who grew up with vaguely Italian roots, I'm curious, what brand of pasta do you buy? <laughs> Rumo. Here you can find Rumo. That's that, that, you like that one better than... Or Molisana. That's the one that I've been buying. Okay. Molisana... It still has 100% flour, which is Italian. Uh, Rumo doesn't. Okay. <laughs> I think if you're looking for being very patriotic, I think Molisana no, is No, it's like, not about patriotic. No, no, I, for, I on, like... our, on our side, I think. Like, <laughs> if we, we are looking like... I think that's the, maybe the best. But uh, Rumo has kind of a beautiful shapes pasta. It has this... Uh, uh, and the uh, texture is very that, nice. Yeah. Okay. I think that Molisana doesn't have. But okay. yes, and you can find it. I think when we came, it was a bit more difficult, but now you find it also in some... And they used to send us the parcel with also the room of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now but now it's very it easy to find. Right. Yeah. Architecturally speaking, now I looked this up on the internet. I was telling you before <laughs> that I was looking at these things. Shoot. <laughs> there, are, uh, there are architects that people love and, ar- and architects that people hate. Mm-hmm. Who do you hate? <laughs> we don't need we don't need to go deep into this, but I'm gonna just go into this this list of, of architects that that I quickly looked up a list of hated and a list of loved, and then I wanna see where you guys stand and then I'll tell you if, if they're loved or hated. <laughs> but you probably know already. I don't know who some of these people are. Yeah, probably we neither. But let's, <laughs> no, let's, you do, let's you do. I'm sure that you do. I mean, they're, they're pretty big names. Okay. <laughs> okay. They're pretty big names. For instance, Frank Lloyd Wright, love, hate. 
I wouldn't have any reason to hate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, like, all right. So, like, <laughs> is there a particular is there a particular building that you're fond of? Falling water. That's, oh, for him, like, no. Yeah, speaking about uh, of his work. Yeah. Or do you not? I mean, you don't have to know the name. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, the I'm falling not trying water. to put you on the spot. No. No. For sure. No. The falling water. For sure. I haven't seen it. I was thinking if yeah. I have visited stuff of. Uh, him. I mean, the, the Guggenheim. Guggenheim is definitely yeah, what yeah, you that's love. That's a big one. That's a big one. And then also because we've and been... And it comes back and, in references and, we've and there you use it a lot. lot. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's on the list of loved. Le Corbusier. Love. 100% yeah. love. The, just just as a side note, uh, Alice Friedman, the, our, the architecture professor at the school I used to work at, she would casually refer to him as Corb, as if she knew him. No, we call it Corbu. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> because we're Italian. We, like, we need the vowel at like the end. Like their buddies, like they went to school together or something. Yeah. Robert Venturi. Love. Love. He's on the hate list. Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> but he's the, con- he's the controversial guy. He's but of div- course. divisive. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's another one. Okay, now you don't have to answer this. <laughs> Rem Kolas. Big love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. yeah. No. Which, yeah. I mean, technically he's your boss. Also but he's, pra- also, he's also on the hate list, which I was very surprised. I yeah, guess because he's it divisive. It is very like, controversial. Yeah. Sorry, it's also not like... Uh, it doesn't... And not one of the most lovable no. architects in terms of the way he maybe... I mean, he's also a big Dutch man, which yeah. is like... Is he is he is he large? I've never seen he's him. Still he's taller than me. He's very tall. And it's very serious. Okay. But definitely love. Well, it's part of the charm, right? I mean, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, he works for him. I don't know. Yeah. So I can't say things. It's Does fine. he ever go to the office? <laughs> I mean, yeah, a for lot. sure. Okay. Yeah, Does he live around here? Like, I don't even know. He lives in Amsterdam, but okay. he's here. I mean, he travels quite a lot, but uh, but of course, he's uh, he's in the office, yeah. All right, here's an interesting one because he's he's been responsible for... He's had different phases. Uh, Philip Johnson. Hmm. I, I don't think I love. He's on the hate list. But uh, yeah, of course, he's another kind of this yeah. uh, kind of a this, critical yeah. figure. That, but of course, it's it's love uh, in the sense that he's kind of masterminding a lot of things that happen sure. afterwards. I learned about him in our history at MassArt, and then you know everywhere else. Alfred Alto, super big love. Everyone loves him, right? Yeah. I mean, and then I mean, when you go and see it, it is we've both mind blowing. In Finland, to sort of uh, visit uh, as much as possible of as, ma- as many as possible of his architecture. So beautiful and so detailed, so accurate, and so detached from where we are at the moment. I mean, this kind of this this kind of side of Europe, and it is fantastic. When you when you open the door, you you touch the handle, and it's you get emotional. It's it's fantastic. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, very very much love. Okay. Frank Gehry. Definitely less fascinating than, <laughs> than all the names that you gave. He is on the love list, and yeah, I kind of sure. expected him to be on the hate list, but I'm not sure. But like, he's not such a controversial guy. I mean, he, no. has, a, he has a very... He's, fine. he's got a brand. He has very kind yeah. of strong aesthetic yeah. and kind of, yeah, as you said, a brand. Yeah. But he's, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely not someone who's putting up like controversials or kind of a big statements. Mm. No, okay, now here's one who I, I didn't know the name. But then I googled him, and I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." Renzo Piano. Yeah, love, dude. It's amazing, right? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) yeah. It's not the most fun architecture, but I think it's kind of this uh, high uh, tech and high technological kind of stuff. 
I feel like I'm familiar with his work because they use it in science fiction films or something. Like, yeah, I, I don't. So precise. It's yeah. It just looks like the future, like a utopian, but or it's very clean very utopian future. Traditional architecture in that sense sure. is really like. We also got lectures in the office from this guy, uh, and he just talks a lot about the grid, which it seems banality, architecture grid and. Uh, structural grid and all the tiles align and all the columns align. It's like everything is so precise. Mm -hmm. well, what we do, it's more on a crazy side. So It, it is. Which I encourage listeners to look up. It's uh, And I keep saying MVRDV because that's the Dutch way to say it. M-V-R-D-V. Just Google it and look at some of the buildings. They're really fun. And also OMA is the is the other firm you got to look that up too and you'll see a million articles about both of them because they do stuff all over the world it's crazy it's fun i mean just a couple more to dow and oh yeah also love but we like everything we're very easy going. <laughs> <laughs> well he's on the love list zaha adid i was waiting for that one yeah i was gonna say i think she's the only lady on here yeah I don't hate her. I don't I don't love it either. I love the figure and what she represents, yeah. but I don't like what she does. Okay. Neither what people after her do. Okay. Yeah. She's on the list. She's the only lady on the list. And you? She's she's on the love side, I believe. She is on the love side. Yeah. She's, why yeah. not? I mean. Yeah. What? That's an that's an enthusiastic <laughs> endorsement right there. <laughs> this guy is passionate about Zahadid. Gaudi. Okay. Anthony mm. Gaudi. Yeah. Yeah, well. Again, why not? <laughs> <laughs> why not? Like, yeah, why not? I mean, some of the stuff are super fun. Not particularly beautiful, I would say, uh -huh. but uh, super fun. Yeah. And yeah, it's master. It's masterpieces when you go to Barcelona, like you go see things. Of course. That's <laughs> that's the one that everybody knows, right? Yeah, exactly. That's He's on the hate list. And yeah. I, I kind of expected him to be on the love list. Mm -hmm. Why on the hate list? Why he had this very sad this? story yeah, when he, he died. He was yeah. found in a metro no, station. No, he was kind of hit by a car and then nobody recognized him and he died on the street, something like that. And he has a very so, sad story. So and he, so was sad. he was building a Sagrada Familia, like this massive uh, yeah. kind of the, ca yeah, the cathedral no. in the city. Yeah. And then he died, like, no far from there. How like, could... How, yeah, in how? his own city? Yeah, yeah. Like, how could they I think not he know? had a very sad story. Maybe I'm kind of uh, missing some part. But, yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm surprised that uh, he's on the hated. Yeah, he deserves to be loved. I mean, not... Maybe he's hated because they didn't manage to finish the Sagrada Familia. Yeah. Oh, right, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> lazy. Still, <laughs> still under construction. Yeah. <laughs> lazy bastard. Okay. He was setting up the standard a bit too high. <laughs> Uh, now, just a couple buildings. I'm going to start with this one because I am intimately familiar with it, and I don't think it's great. The Boston City Hall by Coleman McKinnell and Knowles. I don't. Exp I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know how well known this is. I know that it's 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 a it's very it's just like a brutal box of horrificness. Anyway, okay. I hate it. It's on the hated list. Evidently, a lot of other architects hate it. I had to ask it because I used to live in Boston. No, okay. but we missed that geography there. <laughs> <laughs> the Shard by Renzo Piano. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Definitely cool. All right. See, you keep saying, yeah, yeah. What's the one that's going to get you to be like, yeah, that's my jam. <laughs> What's your jam? Um... Let me think about it. I don't want to be cliche. I will say a few OMA buildings, but then they're boring. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the Hancock building in... Ooh, Louis Kahn. Why wasn't he on the list? How do you feel about Louis Kahn? Also, I mean, it's also dope, right? It's dope. <laughs> he's not on the list. How come he's not... Oh, no, he is on the list. Sorry, I missed him. <laughs> but we, I, I don't think we've ever seen anything. No. 
In person. In person, yeah. We've no. seen stuff of the other architecture you were mentioning. We visited, well, we travel. Uh, yeah, we've been we traveling travel, a lot also. We travel to a lot. But yeah. Um, but yeah, the John Hancock building in Chicago, or the Sears Tower in Chicago. Yeah. I think like this super beautiful tower. Chicago's kind of like Rotterdam in the in the architecture sense, right? It's like kind of exciting and yeah. like groundbreaking. And, yeah. yeah. But what, yeah, I guess the reasons are different, I suppose sort of like the invention of the skyscraper. Yeah, work. I think there was also related to the destruction of the, the, the city fire. was destroyed. I think it was a big fire. No, yeah. but in oh, Chicago, oh, oh, in I Chicago, think there was, there was a big fire. fire. The and big then the fire and kind of allowed like a bigger rebuild. And right. I think here the destruction was... With Sullivan. With the war. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a big chunk of history that we study also at school. And I think it was fascinating. And he got the chance to go and I was like, wow, wow I really want to go as well. Yeah, beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. What other buildings do you have? Like, With, uh, what other buildings? You want more buildings? Okay. The the walkie talkie in London by Raphael Finoli. No, these no. I don't like. Then I can say. Like, okay, I, I hate. I'm not even sure I know that one. Which one is that? It's a walkie talkie. It's it's, it's, it's <laughs> one exactly of these skyscrapers in, in the city. It's one of, in the financial district. Okay. If you go to London, you'll see it because the shape is exactly how it's called. All right, I, I, I'm not picturing it. Doesn't matter. Well, it also means that it was not I mean, that there is, <laughs> remarkable. There is, there is many buildings around there, like it's during the city. So it's a tower. Like so many towers. Yeah. Can I just say that the first time Marlene was in the U.S. was on a student exchange in 2001. We visited New York and we were walking around. And she really wanted to see the buildings, and she was she was disappointed. She was like. She thought they would be higher. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Higher. Does, does that surprise you? Yeah. She yeah. thought she thought that the Empire State Building was not it, it was she thought it should have been taller. Okay. We were impressed by the Chrysler. Building. It's beautiful. I mean, they're so yeah. impressive, but it's yeah. And I the mean, concentration, and we, what is you've amazing been in recently, here. But like, yeah. When we went, I remember we went it's like wow. Yeah, but it was very familiar. Yeah, New York. Of course, you I've... see it in all the movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you have this weird perception before. that you've been there, and like, and, and you know everything. Like, yeah. yeah. All right. There are a lot of uh, there are a lot of Frank Lloyd Wright buildings on this. I'm going to skip most of those. We, I like them. They're nice. I mean, nice. what's not to like Super about them? Dark, uh, Sydney Opera House. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's on the love list. It's kind of this landmark that everybody yeah. knows and see. We haven't seen it, so yeah. I, I mean, I have. Yeah, it's hard to sort of see, but it's very iconic. It is for sure. It's often associated with this image of this how it's called the drying dishes kind of mm. uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. It's um, the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah, it's we. It's from where we are, so why not <laughs> loving it? All right. Yeah, it's on the hate list. It's on the hit list. It is. It's very tiny. Why would it's, you hate yeah, it? It's such a small thing. I mean, I don't know why you would hate it. I think it's cool. Well, it looks big because it's in the middle of a field, but it's very tiny. Right. And cute. Oh, speaking of being in the middle of a field, how do you feel about the Eiffel Tower? Yeah, wow. I love it. Cool. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. I don't know why I like it so much, but I really, really like it. And very important also. I mean, yeah, well, besides that, Easter just like when I see it, I get all, I get a little excited. Yeah, it is exciting. It's, it's, it's one of the things that you're very familiar with. Maybe like that's it's why. kind of, it's always in the... Since childhood. In, imagery of... You can draw it as well. You, you can draw it. Maybe that's what it is. I think that's a nice bit of it. You can really draw it. Yeah, I, I really like it. Why? Oddly enough. <laughs> um, I don't, I'm not familiar with this. The Rugyong Hotel in Pyongyang. North Korea. Oh, wow. It's this triangular building. Super cool. 
Oh, yeah? <laughs> See? All right, there you, you go. Yeah. I'm sure I've seen pictures of it then because I've yes, seen... Yes, it's but, the only kind of big high-rise yeah. in the city. It's, I, like, it's just funny that they had they threw a North Korean thing on there. Like, nobody's actually been to it. <laughs> it's quite a weird list. <laughs> a lot of Frankler, right? Yeah, <laughs> a, a Korean it's tower. It's a crazy list. Yeah, like uh, Mies van der Rohe, Frank Lloyd Wright, Korb, uh, I.M. Pei, uh, yeah, the Louvre Pyramid by I.M. Pei. How do you, do you love it? You hate love, it? yeah. It's nice, yeah. right? I don't particularly love, but yeah. Mm-hmm. No. It's a bit boring. What about the high... Uh, this, this is not a building. Hmm. It's more of a park experience. The High Line. I think very exciting. Yeah, it's very cool. I think it really changed a lot from the first time I was there to kind of now. I mean, now it's super this uh, high-end strolling yeah, okay. kind of infrastructure. I was only there in the beginning. Fancy buildings around all the way. Yeah. By exciting as a Hello. principal. All right. Thanks for being on, on the podcast, guys. I hope we found a groove. I, are you, yeah, it's very I hope, pleasant. I hope you had fun. Yeah. Anyway, thanks a lot for coming on. and um, I think it was very nice. I liked it too. Thanks. Thanks a lot. We should get some food. Yeah, food time. That was Valentina and Julio. What, what did you think of the power couple angle? The episode was a bit longer than what I wanted it to be, but... They were two guests, so they, they both needed a little bit of extra time. I liked it. It was fun. I feel like they revealed some nice tidbits about what it's like to live with a partner who is just as driven and focused as you, and who in some sense is a colleague and in another a competitor. I like how they acknowledge the feelings they have and the compromises they each make, but also how they integrate networking and their careers into their social and personal lives. These two happen to work in the same field, but the same dynamic can be seen in other relationships. My lady is lucky. Do you hear that, Marlene? If you wanted to pack up shop and move to a new location for a career opportunity, it wouldn't be a problem because I can podcast from anywhere. Anyway, Valentina and Julio are making solid names for themselves, and it sounds like their jobs are engaging and fun. They're also cool people and good neighbors. Thanks for being on the show, you two. I really appreciate it. By the way, I'll add a list of architecture-related names and or firms from the episode in the show notes. Perhaps you want to look up some pictures or plan an architecture-themed trip in the future. Or maybe you just like reading lists. As always, I'd like to thank you, dear listener, for listening and downloading and interacting in any of the ways you can interact. If you feel like going to Apple Podcasts to leave a glowing five-star review, that would be great as well. I'd appreciate it. Additionally, I'm at Feel Free to Deviate on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook, if that tickles your fancy. And you can find a website at feelfreetodeviate.com. If you feel the urge to contribute financially, there's a donate page on the website, but you can also go to buymeacoffee.com slash feel free. That's just feel free, no deviations. It's a quick, easy, and painless way to help offset the cost of running the show while simultaneously keeping me caffeinated, which costs more than you might think. Episode 47, coming up in two weeks, will feature pop maestro Tom Sturm. It's going to be fun. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you or feel your digital presence in the future. Goodbye.